Bonjour tout le monde. Aujourd'hui, nous allons étudier la troisième méthode de formuler une question en français. Allons-y, c'est parti. So today we're going to talk about the third method of formulating a question in French, and that is called the inversion method. So as a quick review, the first method was what we called rising intonation. And in rising intonation, you don't really need to do anything different with your phrasing. No adding in any, um, no, you're not adding in anything and there's no word order change. You just take your regular statement, turn it into a question by the tone of your voice. And some examples would be like, uh, tu étudies le français? Uh, tu aimes la philosophie? Or, uh, tu es américain? Or, tu es japonais? And so on and so forth. So those are some quick examples of that method. The second method was using ESCA. Now with ESCA, you actually add in that phrase at the beginning of your sentence or so that it will sound like Est-ce que tu, est que tu es japonais? Est-ce que tu es américain? Est-ce que tu parles français? Est-ce que tu aimes la philosophie? Now I used all of my examples with tu because it's natural because I'm thinking of like asking you the question but we can also do it with other subject pronouns so let's do a couple of different ones let's just say uh, we're going to choose the name Julie okay so est-ce que Julie parle français ah oui elle parle français et espagnol or we could say est-ce que le prof est en, est en classe maintenant est-ce que le prof est en classe is the professor in the classroom? Um, or we can do it with like a new. Est-ce que nous allons regarder un film cet après-midi? Est-ce que nous allons regarder un film? Are we going to watch a movie today or this afternoon, cet après-midi? Or I could say, uh, est-ce que, est-ce que, est-ce que j'aime le français? Do I like French? Et voilà. So those are some examples using ESCA. And the third example is, um, again, something different from the either two, right? So each way was a little bit different. And for this one, I consider it the most formal and it's generally not used in everyday communication. So by that, I mean that if I'm talking with my friends or my um, my friends or like say colleagues or peers or, you know, just sort of everyday banter that we have or everyday sort of communication, most people don't use this type, this style of phrasing that I will show you. It sounds a little too formal or maybe too academic. And so most people prefer the first method the rising intonation, or they prefer the second method, which is just kind of the all-purpose, you know, the ESCO, the all-purpose method, um, and talking about everyday sorts of things. So this method is a little more uh, formal. It's what I would call a little more fussy because there's a little more technical details that go along with it, and I will show you what I mean in just a minute. Let's see. 
All right, so I guess I'll just go right into it. Um, the first thing that the this method involves is a change in word order, and that it helps to understand this when you remember that it's called inversion. So the third method is called the inversion method, and what the, you're basically inverting the subject and verb. So normal word order is subject verb. And that's what we saw in the other two examples, like um, tu aimes la philosophie or est-ce que tu aimes la philosophie? Well, for the inversion method, you don't actually add in anything, but you switch or invert the verb and the subject. So rather than tu aimes la philosophie, you're going to say aimes-tu la philosophie? See how I switch that? Or rather than um, do you speak French? I'll say rather than est-ce que tu parles français or tu parles français, I can say parles-tu français, parles-tu français. So I switch or invert subject and verb, so now it's verb and subject, and then I connect the two with a hyphen. Now, of course, you can't hear a hyphen, but visually, when you're writing it out, um, you should have that hyphen there, and that's very much... Um, uh, it's important to communicate. That's a question. It's like this visual cue when you see that hyphen there. So inversion, as you can see, it's actually in a way kind of simple in one respect because you're not adding in, in anything and you're just doing that switch in word order. And it also has kind of a nice, kind of an, an elegance to it. In fact, um, a lot of the standard niceties are used in inversion. And by niceties, I mean conversation starters or polite conversation phrases like, um, what's the weather like, or how is the weather, or what time is it, or how are you? Um, and those sound like in French, the weather is, quel temps fait-il? The fait-il is the inversion part. Quel temps fait-il? Or quelle heure est-il? What time is it? Or, comment vas-tu? The va-tu, comment vas-tu, is the inversion. Um, names, asking names. Comment vous appelez-vous? Comment vous appelez-vous? So, a lot of this uh, kind of conversation niceties are in, um, are, are typically done in inversion, and they're just kind of like standard set phrases that people use. And in that respect, inversion is common for those expressions. But what's interesting, and it's always a good thing to remind yourself, is that any question that you want to po pose, you can use um, any of the methods. So um, again, the example of um, do you speak French or do you speak English? Let's switch it up and say do you speak English? I can say tu parles anglais or est-ce que tu parles anglais? And now if we're going to do inversion, it's going to be parles-tu anglais? So three ways of asking a question. Each way communicates the same question. Why would we use one over, one over the other? Remember the first way, tu parles anglais, is the most informal and is pretty natural to uh, you know, spontaneously ask a question like that when you're in a comfortable environment. The second way, est-ce que tu parles anglais, is the most 
well, it's this kind of the standard way. It's neither too informal or too formal. It's just right. It always works, and it's like the appropriate, you know, officially grammatically correct way. It would be like saying, "Do you speak English?" And then the third way, "Parle tu anglais?" is it's the most formal. And if you were phrasing that to a friend or something, or you know, an acquaintance, it would sound kind of like old-fashioned. Is how it comes across, kind of old-fashioned, or maybe a little uptight, or like you were not a fluent speaker of French. So those are the three methods. Now, regarding inversion, one last point. So the fact that it's formal, usually when things are formal, it means there are more rules associated with it. Um, that would be, let's see, for example, um, when you get to the third person singular, there's a new rule that comes along. And regarding subject pronouns, there's a rule about it. So let me go over both of those rules right now, and then we should be done with the third method. Okay, so the first rule regarding um, third person singular. So those are um, the pronouns of il and elle and on. So when you invert with il, elle, and on, you should add in, and this is in the singular, you will add in an extra t. So it will sound like this. Or let's say other phrase we've been working with. Um, tu, uh, parle tu anglais. So if I switch that up and instead of saying tu, I'm going to ask, does she speak English? Okay. So then instead of the tu, I will substitute elle. Okay. Now, based on the inversion method, I will say parle dash l however not quite yet because it's l that's singular third person we insert an extra t after the verb and before this subject pronoun and we insert that extra t because it facilitates the pronunciation you kind of have like a, this little t sound to skip off and it makes it easier to say listen it will sound like Bartel anglais. Bartel anglais. Without it, it kind of becomes a weird mouthful of vowels. Parlel anglais. It's hard to say. And so anytime your verb um, doesn't end in a T, you need to add in that extra T. So most, most verbs don't actually end in T, um, but there are some. Um, one example would be the verb être. Remember from chapter one, when you get to the third person singular form, it's EST, right? A, sounds like A, and it ends in a T. So that when you're doing inversion with the verb être, you will say like, est-il américain? Is he American? Est-elle sociable? Est-elle? So you already have that T there to kind of skip off of, so you don't need to do anything there. But if your verb doesn't end in a T, you, go, you need to go ahead and add one in. So another example would be like the verb manger, 
And if you're going to say, is she eating at the cafeteria? Mange-t-elle à la cafeteria? Mange-t-elle à la cafeteria? Or let's just say, is um, the verb danser? Let's say there's the verb danser and um, we'll say, danse-t-il? Danse-t-il? Is she dancing? Danse-t-il? And so that's the rule regarding that artificial T. And just by the way, like even if you have a verb like um, écouter that ends in T-E-R, and when you get to that third person, it will be écoute, but it, will, it actually ends in an E. Just the fact that it doesn't end in a T, you will still need to add in a T. Écoute-t-il? Écoute-t-il? Écoute-t-il bien le prof? Écoute-t-il bien la prof? Is he listening to? Is he listening to the, to the professor? So that's regarding that rule. And then, as I said, there was one other rule I needed to mention. And then, um, c'est fini après. So this rule is easy enough, but it relates to in, when you invert. So you know how you have this verb dash subject. You can only use subject pronouns. So, and those subject pronouns, right, are je, tu, il, elle, on, nous, vous, or il, or elle. Whereas, um, when we were doing the other methods, like if I wanted to say, like, la prof, the professor, I could say, est-ce que la prof, uh, est-ce que la prof est dans la classe? Or est-ce que la prof est en classe? Is the prof professor in the class? I can say, est-ce que la prof, or la prof est dans la classe? But if I'm doing it with inversion, I have to turn la prof into the, sub, the corresponding subject pronoun. So which will be elle or il. In this case, it's la prof, so I'll say elle. And then it will be, um, est-elle dans la classe? If I want to make sure to communicate that we're talking about la prof, and not some, someone else, I have to add in la prof at the beginning or at the very end. So I'd say something like, la prof est-elle en classe? La prof est-elle en classe? Or let's say we're talking about uh, Julie, about Julie speaking uh, French and Spanish. I can't say, uh, parle Julie espagnol. I have to say, Julie parle-t-elle espagnol? So I have to turn Julie into an L, right? You can't invert with anything other than the subject pronouns, according to you know proper French grammar rules. And if you're doing the activities on the super site or like on a test or something, you will definitely get points wrong for that if you make a mistake. Um, so that's about it. Um, this episode went five minutes, over five minutes longer than my normal 10 minute mark. But that has to do with inversion because of those technical points that we needed to cover. Also, we did a little bit of review at the beginning to make sure that those um, different question methods are um, understood and how you can compare and contrast them. Okay, c'est fini pour aujourd'hui. I hope you enjoyed this and let me know if you have any follow-up questions. Au revoir. Bonne journée.